All right, so how many Christmas Story fans in the house? Raise your hand. Let me know. All right, we got some good ones. Hey, we are in this series called Christmas at the Movies. My name is Andrew. This is week number two uh, of this series. And if you're new here, maybe this is your first time checking this out, you're going, what are we doing, watching a movie today? <laughs> we're not. What we're doing is we're looking at movies and we're seeing how they point to the good news of Jesus. I love connecting what, what culture is saying or what we see in culture with what God says in, in Scripture. And I believe that every good story points to the better story of Jesus. And so we're in this season of what we call Advent, which literally just means arrival. All right, we're heading up to Christmas, and what we do at, during this Advent season is we, we celebrate the first arrival of Jesus, God in the flesh, while also at the same time anticipating his second arrival when he comes again. And so this is an incredible season, and the, the theme of Advent and really the theme of this whole series is this. There's a longing that we have for the perfect to come this longing for the perfect to come. And every one of these movies that we're looking at, you see this, this longing in a different way. And this morning we're gonna look at a Christmas story. And before we go there, uh, Jack did mention it earlier. Uh, I didn't mention this last week, all right? This was a kind of midweek social media challenge, this ugly Christmas sweater challenge, all right? And so we have to award a winner. And uh, I, I cannot look anywhere else but right up front at Kim and Wayne Therian, who are taking home the prize today. This is a major award, y'all. Okay, if you're familiar with the movie, you're tracking with me. Kim, why don't you come on up here? This is, um, there's two uh, pint glasses here and a rubber ice cube tray. And we're going to put it on the screen because you have to see what the ice cube tray is actually of. There are leg lamps. All right, so congratulations. Give it up to Kim and Wayne. Thank you all for, for participating today. Um, but we're going we're gonna to talk about this movie, A Christmas Story. What a fun movie. 1983 was when this movie came out. Let me give you a uh, kind of walk through this a little bit. Uh, it, the main character of this movie is a nine-year-old kid named Ralph Parker, otherwise known as Ralphie. All right, and the, and the movie is narrated by his adult self, and the movie starts out with Ralphie and his brother and a couple of his buddies. Uh, they're in this department store window just salivating over all the Christmas toys, and Ralphie in particular, he's got his eyes set on this Red Rider BB gun. This is what he longs for, okay? This is where that longing comes in. In fact, this is really the theme of the movie, Ralphie longing for this perfect gift, this is what it's all, all about. And, uh, you know, when you think about Christmas, if we're being honest, a huge part of Christmas is gifts, right? I mean, especially as a kid, you, you want the good gifts. And so you've got your wish list and all of this whole deal. And how many of you all would say this morning that you're kind of behind on your Christmas shopping? How many of you would be honest enough to say that? I'm way behind, all right? In fact, on the drive here this morning, this this Midwestern boy's mind is still not computing the fact that it's 70 degrees in December, so it does not feel like Christmas at all. But let me give you some help. If you're still looking for some gifts, this little exercise that we, we, we go on over the next few minutes may help you, okay? We're calling it dope or nope, all right? And so I'm going to give you some Christmas gift ideas. We're not talking about drugs this morning, all right? Dope is the vernacular for cool or good. Thumbs up or thumbs down, all right? Let's do it that way. So let me show you some gifts, and maybe this will help you all 
for some stocking stuff or ideas, all right? Gift number one is this, a belly fanny pack, all right? <laughs> belly fanny pack. Dope or nope, what do you say? Somebody say dope, some I say mm, nope. Uh, somebody got enough down there, all right? You don't need any more, all right? Number two, gift number two here, a pillow hat. It's an intriguing idea. I don't know if the execution is great. It's a little weird. I say nope. Okay, next one. Number three is fish sandals. Fish sandals, how many? I got some dopes. Okay, all right. Interesting. Those of you that really love your fishing. Okay. Uh, number four. Here's, here's the next one. Portable pizza pouch. <clears throat> I say dope. All right. I'm always game for some pizza. Hang around my neck. Number, number five. <clears throat> Bob Ross toaster. What do you think? I think it's a pretty dope idea, but I don't want to sink my teeth into Bob Ross's hair. You know what I'm saying? All right, next one. A pre-cracked egg. No response at all. That's a no. All right. Um, saves time. No messy hand. Little boy says, I enjoy. All right. Um, so next one. There's a, there was a typo on this. Okay. Bacon band-aids. What do you think? What do you think? I say dope, bacon, I'm always, I was just thinking about that though. Imagine having a band, like you look like you have a piece of bacon stuck on your arm, all right? I love it. Okay, free prize inside also, by the way. Next one, reindeer pooper candy dispenser. It's the super duper reindeer pooper. What do y'all think? I, I mean, I think if you like chocolate and peanut butter, that's good, all right? Dope, next one, sandal socks. How many say dope? I just got to say this, y'all. I am, I'm not from South Carolina. There's a lot of sandals and socks going on in the South. I don't know about this. I say nope, but y'all must say dope. All right. Um, the next one is this. Uh, this is weird. I uh, just, I don't even know. If you're a cat person, okay, licky brush for cat. Weird. Moving on. We're going to just skip. We're just going to go to the next one. All right. Triceratops taco holder. I'm up for tacos. I say dope. I say dope. All right, next one. The final one, arms for chicken. <laughs> I think this is really dope. I don't have a chicken, but if I did, man, it just looks like he's like, Ugh. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I love it. All right, so those are some ideas if you're looking, all right? I'm sure you can find those all on Amazon.com, all right? Um, but yeah, Christmas is about giving and receiving Gifts, it's a big part of it. So when you think of this movie, A Christmas Story, it's not the Christmas story, but it's a Christmas story. What you find is, is Ralphie is dreaming and longing for this, this gift, this Red Rider BB gun. And you see him, he's dreaming about it. Literally, he's, you know, Cowboy Ralphie taking out Bad Bart, uh, and he's dreaming, if only I could get this gift, man, I could save the world. And so he's dreaming about it. He goes to school and his teacher gives this, this theme paper to the class. And the theme is what I want for Christmas. Really, this is the theme of, of the movie, right? It's, it's all about what he is longing for. Uh, and then he just makes this his mission. This is all he thinks about and dreams about. And he goes to his mom and he goes to his, his teacher in this paper. He even goes to the mall to... Mall Santa to tell him, this is what I want. And every time he gets the same response. You remember what the response was? You'll shoot your eye out. Okay, so we're going to take a look at the scene where he goes to visit Santa. Classic scene, all right?
So classic scene, they do a great job of making that both terrifying and hilarious, right? Um, but this is his longing for this, this gift, this Red Rider BB gun. The movie ends, spoiler alert, which again, by the way, 1983 it came out, you've had sufficient time to see the movie. Uh, but in the end, he gets the gift and he ends the movie not just dreaming about getting it, but he's actually holding it, snuggling it tight in bed uh, on Christmas, uh, the night of Christmas. And so this is, this is this driving thing throughout the movie. Now, I do wanna give you, like I did last week, give you some trivia, some cool things that I thought were fun as I was researching for this movie, all right? Um, one of the things that was a guy named Gene Shepard. He was the guy who wrote the story and all the, the, the story behind all of this. Uh, he actually also was the narrator. He played, he was the voice of adult Ralphie. He also had a cameo in the movie. In that very scene we just looked at, he was this cranky old guy in line who said, kid, what are you doing? The line starts here, it ends back there. And so that is Gene Shepard, the guy who wrote and actually narrated. If you, get, if you go back and listen, you're like, oh, that is adult Ralphie's voice. So that was an interesting thing. Another thing I want to mention is that uh, this film was, this movie was filmed in Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio. OH, all right. And it was filmed in Cleveland. Stop, whoever I heard that. I heard that groan, all right. Um, so the, the actual house is, is open in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, it's open for tours and it's actually open for overnight stays, okay? So if you're looking for a place to take your honey, ChristmasStoryHouse.com. Uh, it'll cost you a pretty penny. Um, you can even stay in the Bumpus's house next door, which makes no sense. It's just a moneymaker at this point. Um, but just wanted to point that out. If you're ever in Ohio looking for something fun to do, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Also have Christmas Story House. Okay. Another thing I wanted to mention, uh, a show that I loved growing up in the late 80s, early 90s. I'm I'm dating myself now. Uh, it was a show called The Wonder Years. Anybody ever heard of or seen this show? I love The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years, um, some of you are young, are like, whatever, I don't, I'm not tracking with you. This was inspired by a Christmas story because it's a similar story where the main character is a kid and the narration is provided by adult him. Daniel Stern is adult Kevin. Another cool fun fact is that Peter Billingsley, who we saw last week, he was Ming Ming and Elf. He was Ralphie. 20 years earlier in A Christmas Story, he, he made a cameo in the last episode of The Wonder Years. He played a roommate of Kevin, the main character, all right? So they tied it all together. Nerd me, I'm just nerding out here. We're gonna move on, but I thought those are some fun things to me, so take it for what it's worth. It's not much, but let's move on. There's three iconic items that you see in this movie, and I just wanna kind of draw attention to them this morning. Uh, one, we've already kind of uh, mentioned it was a major award that the old man, Ralphie's dad, won, okay? So I wanna show you this, this brief clip of that major award. Oh, so the leg lamp, item number one, it was a major award, indescribably beautiful, okay? A major award. So let me, let's think about this for a second. What is an award? An award is a prize or an, another mark of recognition given in honor of an achievement, 
All right, so it's something that's earned or something that's merited. As we watched this movie, I was like, how did he even win this? And you kind of have to do some digging, but it's mainly he was doing the crossword puzzle at the beginning. And so he's entered into this, this drawing. Another tr- piece of trivia, I didn't include this in the last service. Y'all are getting some bonus nuggets here. Um, that leg lamp, it traces back to, uh, there was a cola, like a soft drink company called Nehi, N-E-H-I, and this was like the logo for it, all right? It ended up turning into RC Cola years later, but anyways, that's where it all originated from. I did a lot of digging, a lot of major research for this, this, this morning's sermon, okay? So leg lamp, it was a prize, kind of like the ugly sweater award or prize, right? It's earned, it's merited. You definitely deserve that. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's iconic item number one. When you think of a Christmas story, you think of the leg lamp. Another item was, was a gift that was given. You see in the end of the movie when it's Christmas morning, opening gifts, Ralphie opens a particular gift that he didn't necessarily want. All right, you know what it is? <laughs> the bunny onesie. All right, let's check out this clip here. All right, the bunny onesie, the bunny suit. So gift, or iconic item number two. So the first one was the leg lamp. It was a, an award. Uh, this was a gift, but it was an unwanted, unneeded gift. Have you all, if you're going to be honest, have you ever gotten a gift that you're like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> I'm going to re-gift this, or it's going to be a white elephant gift, or it's a goodwill, it's a goodwill donation, right? <laughs> have you, ever, you have those kind of gifts. So it's a gift technically, but... It's not wanted or, or needed. Well, then there was the third iconic item, and we've already talked about it. It was the Red Rider BB gun, and this was the gift of gifts. It was the thing that he dreamt about, longed for. It seemed unattainable. Like, there was no way for Ralphie to get a hold of a Red Rider BB gun unless he had an outside source of provision. This was a gift that was given to him, and really, this is, this is like for most kids. It's it's kind of every gift, right, when you're a kid. You don't have the means, the way to get places. I mean, you can go online now, Amazon.com, order. But, like, you don't have the money to get it. As you're, when you're a kid, it's different when you're an adult. When you have money, you can pretty much buy what you want. But when you're a kid, man, these gifts, you, you rely on an outside source of provision to give you what you want and what you need. And so let me kind of transition. There's this, this quote that I want to read to you by Paul Tripp. And he says this about our hope and longing for gifts. He says, why do children hope for Christmas gifts? Why do adults, why do we hope for whatever it is we hope for? It's because we believe that what we are hoping for and hoping in will solve our biggest problem. So we hope for things, we desire things because we, we, we kind of get into this if only mindset. Like if only I could get this then it would take care of this or it would solve this issue in my life. Like if only I could get a PS5, man, it would solve all of my boredom issues. Or if I could only get this new iPhone, then it would solve whatever issue you have. And, and we, we do this in, as, as kids and as adults, we, we get this if only thinking and it reveals what we're hoping in. And you know, for, for Ralphie, it was this BB gun. It was like, I mean, you literally see him dreaming about this saying, okay, if only I could get that Red Rider BB gun, then I could save the world. I could protect myself and my buddies from Farkas and his little toady, you know, like I could save the world. Everything would be right if, if only I could have this gift. 
And so here's what I want to do this morning. I want to ask us a question. I want us to think about something when it comes to this idea of, of gifts and our hoping and our wants and our wishing. Let me ask you a question. Is there anything that you're wanting or wishing for or hoping in other than God himself? Is there anything that you're wanting, wishing for, hoping in? I'm not talking about just wanting something, putting it on your wish list. Man, you're putting your hope in it that if only I could get this. And I'm not just talking about Christmas gifts, but anything in your life. If only I could have this. If only, if only I could have this in my life, then this would solve all these other things in me. Is that the case? And I want to remind us that, that you know, when we think about Christmas, when we think about the Christmas story and this whole idea of giving and receiving gifts. A lot of times we think back to when, when baby Jesus came and, and the wise men kind of descended on the scene and they came with their treasures, right? And they opened up their treasures and they gave gifts to Jesus. And so when we think about gift giving at Christmas, we think of the wise men, man, they brought their gifts to Jesus. And, and that's true. That's great. It's a great example. But that wasn't the first gift and that wasn't the greatest gift. That's not why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because the greatest gift was the gift of God himself to us. God came near to give us this gift of himself, the greatest and the best gift that could ever be given. And let me read for you this verse this morning. This is really kind of our, our big verse today. Romans 6, verse 23. Paul says this, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So there's this comparing and contrasting between wages and a gift. Wages, your wage is, what, is your paycheck. It's what you earn. It's what you, what you uh, money that's paid for work that's performed or services that are rendered. So you, you earn it. It's your paycheck. It's what you deserve. It's, it's kind of in a lot of ways like, you know, like, like this award, you, you earn the award by dressing up, by participating. It's, this, it's, it's, it's something that we, we earn, but a gift is different. A gift is given, no strings attached. It's acquired without effort. It's acquired without ever being earned or merited. It's given freely, no strings attached, no strings attached whatsoever. And it says that the wages of sin is death, that the free gift of, of God is eternal life. In other words, there's, there's nothing about a relationship with God. There's nothing about being forgiven of our sins. There, there's nothing that we do to earn it. There's nothing that we do to merit it. No, the only thing Paul says that we earn is death, spiritual death because of our sin, because we have we have sinned against the holy God who loves us. We've gone our own way. We've tried to do our own thing. We cannot do enough good works, come to church enough, give enough money. We can't do enough good to earn this eternal life. But it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Charles Spurgeon, great Baptist preacher, he said this, he said the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that he loves us, he died for our sins and he rose again. The gospel is as free as the air you breathe. 
The gospel is as free as the air you breathe. You don't have to pay anything or do anything to earn it. All right. As opposed to like this week, literally, I have a, a front uh, driver's side tire. Um, actually, no, passenger side tire that is low on air. It's like got a slow leak. And so one of the things that I hate as a 40 something year old man is when I was young, you could get air for free. You know what I'm saying? Now you have to pay to get air. Are you serious? What is our society coming to? It's the cost of inflation. Exactly. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, that's not what we're talking about. It's, it's, it's free. The gospel isn't like, oh, it's free, but you have to pay a buck, you know, and you get three minutes of air. It's as free as the air you breathe. You do nothing to earn it. And so who or where does this gift come from? Romans 6.23 again, it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life. This is a gift that comes from God. It doesn't come from a pastor or a preacher or a church or a religious organization. It doesn't come from anything other than from God. John 3.16, one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. John 3.16 says, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. He loves us so much that it it motivated and prompted him to give up his only son for us. This is the gift of God, and it comes from God. Matthew 1, the Christmas story, verses 21 through 23. Speaking of Mary, it says that she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And he's, he's speaking of, of Isaiah, prophesying in Isaiah chapter 7. Here's the prophecy. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. This gift that comes from God, that is of God, is God himself with us. So here's the big thing that I want us to, 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 to remember, to grab hold of this morning, is that God's greatest present to us is his presence with us. God's, God's greatest present, his greatest gift to us is his presence with us. Y'all see what I did there? His greatest present to us is his actual presence, God with us. Because in coming to us, in God coming to us in, in, the, in the flesh, in the person of Jesus, he made a way for us to be saved from our sin, to be forgiven. And he came near to us so that he could be with us, so that we wouldn't have to be alone ever again. You know, some of you know my story, but I, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up knowing anything about God. And, you know, my if only thinking as a, as a teenager was, if only I could have a relationship, if only I could have a girlfriend, if only I could have somebody who was with me that, that knew me and loved me for who I was, man, life would be great. Life would be good. And because I never found that, man, I struggled. I felt unwanted and I felt broken and I felt unloved until, until I received the gift of God's own son that was given to me. I didn't just hear about it. I, just, I didn't just know about it. I received the free gift that God gave to you and to me. And it changed 
everything. It changed everything. John chapter 20, Jesus says this. I love this. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. In other words, you don't earn it. I don't earn it. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I remember when I first heard that verse, it was in the King James and it said, no one can pluck you out of my hand. And and the idea is that when we put our faith in Jesus, when we are in Christ, we we are literally in his hand and, and no one and nothing can pull us out, pluck us away, snatch us out of his hand. That when he has us, we are his. And then he goes on in verse number 29. He says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. And so he says, you're, when you put your faith in me, man, you're in my hand and no one can pull you out of my hand. And even more than that, you're in my father's hand. And, and, and no one can pluck you out of my father's hand or my hand. You're mine and you're mine forever. My presence is with you. And Jesus goes on in and, and, and John 15 and he talks about abiding in him and, 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 and we abide in him and abide in his love, that we have his joy in us. We have his joy fulfilled in us. And so I want to remind us in this Christmas season that Christmas is first and foremost about receiving the gift of God's son. That trumps everything else. He is the gift, the greatest gift. And it's not just this one-time gift. This is literally the gift that keeps on giving. He didn't come just to, to, to save us from our sins. He came to be literally all day, every day, all the time, God with us. God with us. This is God's great gift to us. And Paul Tripp said it again. He says, finally, as you give and receive gifts, remember that salvation is a free gift. The hope of your life will never come wrapped in paper and placed under a tree. No, the gift of life was wrapped in swaddling clothes, clothes placed in a manger and would later hang on a different type of tree. The free gift of God is himself. And y'all, I don't know what your 2020 has been like. We're, we're coming to the end of this year. Here's what I know is that for many of us, we feel in a very deep way what we focus on, we, we, we fixate on is, is all the ways that we feel like things have been taken from us this year, right? Things that have been stolen or taken away from us. But what this season, what the Christmas story is all about is not what we're missing out on, not what's been taken from us. It's about what's been given to us in the person of Jesus. Amen. That is what the season is all about. The greatest present, the greatest gift that God has given to us is the gift of himself, his own presence with us. Romans 8, 31 and 32, Paul says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son. And here's the Christmas story again. But he gave him up for us all. 
how will he not also with him graciously give us how many things? All things. He's already given us the most precious thing in the world to him, his own son. How would he not graciously give us all things that we need? He's already proven his love for us. He's given us his own son, his very presence. If God is for us and he's with us, who can be against us? Y'all, the season is all about what we have been given, the gift of Jesus. And I want us to see one last clip from this movie and we'll, we'll wrap up this morning. What we find in the end of this movie, as we've already spoiled for you, um, is that Ralphie gets that gift that he's been longing for. And so I want to take a couple minutes to check out this clip. So the longing was fulfilled. He received the gift. And I don't know if you've thought about this, um, but through the course of the movie, uh, Ralphie shares with three people his wish list. He tells his mom, uh, he shares it with his teacher, and he even tells Santa. But the person who he didn't tell, who actually gave him the gift, was who? It was the father. It was the father. And did you notice the incredible joy of the dad? Maybe it's because I'm a dad where I get like this moment of being choked up. Where I'm like, oh, it's so good. Man, the joy of the father to give his son this gift that he's been longing for. And y'all, can I remind you of that this, this morning? Christmas 2020. It is the great joy of your father in heaven to have given you the gift of his son. At great cost to himself, he gave us the greatest gift that we could ever be given. The question this morning is, have you received the gift of God's son? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in him and him alone that you could never get your way to God or work your way to him, but God did everything in his love to make his way to us and to provide a way for us to be forgiven of our sins and to know God to have the gift of eternal life. Have you received that gift? If you haven't, man, do not let the season escape without bending your knee to God, confessing faith in him, receiving that gift. You don't have to do anything other than to receive the free gift of God. But maybe you've, you've already done that. You'd say, yeah, I've done that. Can I ask you to do something this season? Will you rejoice in the incredible gift that you have been given? The gift of God's son. Let's worship him this morning. Father, thank you so much for who you are and all that you have done to provide your own son. And because of your great love for us, you sent Jesus to come near to be God with us, God in the flesh, to live a perfect sinless life, to offer that life on the cross, to die for our sins, and to come out of that grave in victory over death and sin and hell 
giving us the opportunity to know you and to just receive that free gift of eternal life by putting our faith in Jesus. Lord, thank you for that gift. And so Lord, I pray that even this morning we could slow down and we could remember and recognize and rejoice in that amazing gift that regardless of what else this year has brought, Lord, if we know you, we've never lost you and you've never lost sight of or lost hold of us that no one and nothing could ever pluck us out of your hand or your Father's hand, that we are secure, that we are loved, not because of all of our goodness in us, but because of your goodness toward us. And so Lord, rem remind us this morning of this great gift. Lord, for those who may be listening or maybe here this morning that have never received that free gift of grace and mercy from your hand. I pray, God, that you would draw them to yourself. You would help them to give themselves over to you, that they would seek you out. They would ask questions. They would do whatever it takes to, to receive this gift, to just humbly bow themselves before you and receive this gift that you've already given, Emmanuel, God with us. And God, for, for all of us, remind us of the goodness of this gift. Remind us that Emmanuel is with, you are with us. That you have come near, that you have come to us. That heaven came to us. Lord, help us to rejoice in that this season, we pray in God's mighty name. Amen. Would you stand with us? We're going to continue to worship the Lord.